James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to the ocean, the Freedom Ocean, and I am one of two hosts. I'm Tim Reed, and that right there, you can't see him, but what's your name, mate? James Shramko. That's there like when is. you leave those Tim phone Reed, message James things, Shramko. isn't it? It's like when you, when, you know, Correct. Um, after the tone, say your name, and you say, James Shramko, and you get the most contorted message ever. But it's not about us, is it? It's about the Correct. listeners. It's not, mate. It is it's absolutely not. So welcome back, listeners, to Australia's most loved, profitable internet marketing business podcast. That's what we call it on iTunes, James. We call the loving name is Freedom Ocean uh, for reasons that we are here to help our listeners create a lifestyle that is full of freedom. Well, you know, uh, that's interesting about the naming on iTunes because one of our listeners said, why isn't your podcast called Freedom Ocean? And we actually covered this in one of our other episodes and it might be worth recapping what we have covered because we have covered a lot. But uh, one of our Absolutely. other listeners went went to Google and typed Freedom Ocean into Google and what did he find? He found authority listing in pages of Freedom Ocean results. In fact, listeners should go to Google and type in Freedom Ocean and see what comes up as an experiment and what should they do when they're there? Well, click on it and visit our website and register to become part of the Freedom Ocean community. Am I Very missing good. something? And no, no, that's that's good. It was a, it was a good uh, prompt and we actually give away the transcription for every episode to our loyal email subscribers. That's the that's what's in it for them. Yeah. And you know what? I was, I was saying to you only earlier today, James, you know, I wonder whether people read those transcriptions. And we, we know the, the odd person does, the very odd person, actually. Hello to those odd people out there that are listening. But um, there are people who are downloading them and highlighting and scribbling all over them, probably more than I give credit for. So that's great, which means that the content that we are sharing is of value, of enough value to listen to and read. And and on that point, mate, it's worth um, just revisiting some of the content that we've shared up until today's show. Um, last episode, we all we talked all about domain names, both um, yep. as a business opportunity and um, and just how you should go about identifying good domain names and registering them. Um, episode eleven, absolute ripper uh, membership sites. Got a lot of feedback on there. Got a lot of feedback on all the episodes, really, both through show notes and um, and our Facebook page. Um, I particularly liked product creation, episode five, James, something that's uh, on the tip of every internet marketer's tongue. Uh, And one more, which kind of, I think we got a lot of traction on, was episode nine, where we went behind the scenes on how we produce this show, where the idea came from, and how it got to be number one on iTunes. Yeah, that whole, the whole podcast thing, and I am the first one to say that I wasn't really into podcasts when you approached me to be on this podcast. It was something uh, that I'd dabbled with. I'd definitely done interviews. I'd published them from my blog, but I hadn't gone to iTunes. And mm. now I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I listen to you and to Luke on your other show, which is called... <laughs> Small Business Big Marketing. 
I love that show. It's it's that's a really mature podcast. It's going spectacularly well. And uh, it's been going for about two and a half years now. And um, I remember way back then, in fact, I think we've touched on it before, but you know, I had an idea of I started listening to podcasts pretty much as soon as they came out, which is about five or six years ago, and dreamt of putting one together. Finally, did. And you know, two and a half years into being a podcaster, uh, I just realised what a powerful channel they are for uh, building your personal brand, for helping educate others, for just a basically a fantastic marketing channel for any business. And uh, and you're finding the same, aren't you? Well, I'm enjoying watching something that we started from scratch. I mean, we we literally went on and purchased the domain name. And we had ninjas build the site very quickly. And now we log into our email account. We can see a lot of subscribers. We see a huge take-up of uh, people clicking on the links when we broadcast our transcription updates, which is you know, something that proves that there's value. We get a high amount. Sometimes the link's a little bit big though, isn't it, Tim, <laughs> on those emails? <laughs> and uh, we might talk about that because that's quite interesting. Totally. The biggest controversy yet, I think, on Freedom Ocean is the size Absolutely. of that Absolutely. We link. love a good controversy though. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is fascinating to see, but also looking at all the search results, looking at the analytics, looking at the behaviour and, of course, the sales and being able to place a commercial value on the podcast, it was something that inspired me to start my special secret project, which we sort of dropped uh, one of our prior episodes, and that's going along quite nicely. And that's called? Well, what I did, Tim, is I actually had a back catalogue of interviews on one of my blogs, and I simply submitted that to iTunes and pretty much repurposed it as a podcast and... As we sit today, I think two of the episodes are in the top 10 right now and, and some of my back catalogue are getting a bit of a workout to a brand new audience. So the key element and that, here and is... That's called in, I on. was going to say that's called internet marketing speed and what, what you, the big word there, repurposing. I love this yes. concept of repurposing. We, we have touched on it before but I don't think we can talk about it too much because... Um, you know, uh, what it does is it puts an incredibly high value on things that previously you might just not have valued, content that you might have been sitting on thinking it's run its race, its life span is up, where in actual fact, you know, it may only just be beginning and you could be leaving money on the table if you don't repurpose content that you've got. Yeah, in any business, there's hidden resource sitting right there under your nose. So, I did something incredibly obvious and the, the best ideas are obvious. That's what my teachers have taught me. I actually had the person who transcribed my traffic grab product, my secret special ninja who has amazing talents, she actually logged into my blog and she posted the transcription into 60 separate posts. And my, so my job then is to come along and just read them and turn them into the audio version. So in terms of preparation and leverage, I took an existing product, I had it chopped up into little pieces, had it uh, posted in draft mode to an already existing blog, and then I come along and just read them and turn them into podcasts. So I don't have to have it transcribed because I'm actually reading back the post. Secondly, I can modify the text. You know, it's 85% there. I just 
change it, update it a bit, move it around, make it relevant to that particular segment of my audience. And now I have some really content-rich media that I can put out into the marketplace and further leverage my brand and my reach. So it's, it's been a really good exercise. And, and, and therein lies, <laughs> we, we, we're entering a lot of topics here and listeners, don't worry, we will do, do, we'll produce an episode on each one of them. We'll do an episode on repurposing. Uh, the, another topic you've just raised is it's just podcasts generally and people freak out. A, a lot of business owners that I speak to are very keen to podcast, but they freak out at maybe there might be a blockage around, it might be a technical blockage, it might be a hurdle around, oh, what will I say, Uh, who would I do it with, when would I do it, all these different things, and yet you've just articulated a beautifully elegant way of creating uh, a podcast, an ongoing podcast that's ranking really well on iTunes. Um, We're doing the same yeah, with another structure, another podcast structure in Freedom Ocean, Luke and I do another way of podcasting with small business, big marketing, and the list goes on and on and on. And uh, I think it is incumbent, if that's a word, James, incumbent upon you and I at some point to put together uh, an offer for our listeners to um, learn how to bring a podcast to life quickly and simply. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just been through this process uh, with a client of mine. We took existing content, we took an idea, and we've come up with a a podcast that is now live and out there in the marketplace in a relatively short space of time. And once you've done a couple, it's very easy to put together. So we will do that. But probably uh, something that, that is a good you know, it is a good episode topic and I guess we're going to have to come up with something to hang our hat on for this episode where you say this is the one about <laughs> whatever. Correct, um, correct. Maybe we maybe go one step back and we have a look at how that decision to make a podcast for me came about and the bottom line is it fit my yes, no filter and we might want to discuss some aspects around that. Well, that is a very good segue, James Shramko, into what tonight's today tonight's topic is all about, and that is we get we're calling it the yes no episode. Ten minutes in, eleven minutes in, uh, we finally got to today's topic. But interestingly enough, um, it 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 reinforces exactly why this episode is called the yes no episode. It's because the opportunities in the world of internet marketing to start and run a business, there are so many. And you and I have been having some fantastic discussions around this concept of what I'd call getting to yes, um, because, you know, personally, and I'm talking absolutely from personal current experience, um, um, I'm a creative person by nature. Um, I love a good idea. I have many, many opportunities both on the drawing board and, you know, working on them right now as businesses. Um, But you do get to a point where you think, you know, my God, you know, where's the focus? Where is the focus? Have I said yes to too many things and have I not used that wonderful two-letter word called no and ending in O enough you know, um, it, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where I, I personally find uh, it's much easier to say yes than no because you don't want to miss an opportunity, but it can create a lot of pain. Opportunities are a little bit 
scary because sometimes we actually have the best intentions, but we, we may not be able to actually carry off the end result that the opportunity represents because we may not have the resource, we may not have the passion, we may not have the skills necessary to carry it off. So we have to be pretty careful when we say yes to something. It's as simple as, uh, as knowing the fundamental thing that if you say no to something, it's like saving your powder for when you get to say yes, you've got it there. And you, you do have a finite capacity as an individual you can leverage things, you can systemize things, you can strategize things, but at some point you run out of capacity. So uh, there's a few ways that we can sort of represent this with a metaphor. We might delve into a couple of those uh, to explain it better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, why, why don't you start, mate? Why don't you just jump right in? All right. Well, let's say we were down at the beach and we... Would it be the, with the Freedom Ocean beach? Absolutely. We're down at Freedom Ocean. We look across and within eyesight, we can see a wonderful little tropical island and they're giving away ice creams and beer and they've got music playing and it looks like a lot of fun. And we think that's that's the goal. That is the destination. That's where I want there it to is. be. Yep. There's the bright, so, shiny object. So we saunter down to the... Uh, the water and we hop in, you know, we, we, we dive in and we're swimming towards that beautiful tropical island, which is just within eyesight. But as we swim, there are invariably currents that start to move us around a little bit. And what we need to do is we need to occasionally look up and make sure that we're still on track. So this is all consistent with goal setting. Um, but, you know, what a lot of people do, they know where they want to go they know what they're going to do when they get there. They're passionate about it, but invariably they get distracted. You know, they 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 get confused. They might see a, a, a nice lady surfer go past on a surfboard and turn around and look at that, or or they uh, or they find an abandoned jet ski that's you know ready to go, full of fuel and and uh, you know what an opportunity! I can just jump on this jet ski and I can muck around for a while, and suddenly we, we're taking ourselves off track from the tropical island. Next thing you know, we're five kilometres out to sea. We've run out of petrol. The island's nowhere to be seen, and we're like, "Wow, what, what am I doing here? How did this happen?" And what that's now? what can happen what next? with people. Yeah, pretty crazy beach where you've got lady surfers just kind of scooting past and abandoned jet skis. But it can happen. I mean, this is this is like us. We, we're, off, we're along in our, our business and, you know, there are distractions. Uh, we, we hear of them referred to as bright, shiny objects. Uh, and the, you know what the reality is? It's actually sometimes the things that we need to do to get to where we want to get to aren't as exciting as the alternatives. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in any office there are plenty of things that could distract us, even in the home environment, you know, that 50-inch television screen is only a short walk away if you if you decide that that's going to be easier just to sit down and watch a DVD or play something instead of doing what needs to be done. And I'm sure we all roll around those really important jobs because they're just not that exciting. So quite often it's easy to say yes to something that is more desirable than the thing we have to do. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is uh, that sometimes we're absolutely petrified of what could happen if we do do the things that we know that could make us hugely successful because it does involve change 
And when we change, when we go through that change process, if we do publish something that's fanatically popular, it's going to bring attention to us. It's going to change our perception in the marketplace. It's going to increase our workload with uh, customers. It's going to invite new opportunities that might push our comfort barriers. So again, we sometimes press jobs away. We sometimes say yes to the easy things and, and we sort of avoid doing the difficult things. And, and I'll add to that too, James. I think um, there's, there's definitely the bright, shiny object syndrome. There is definitely uh, this element of it's going to require change and, you know, almost um, a fear of success too in some people. I also uh, add to that this concept of the missed opportunity. Uh, and I think one of the main reasons um, we say yes to so many things um, is because one of them we think might just get some traction. We just don't know which one. Uh, and that is not probably the right criteria for saying yes. It's not a numbers game. Um, it's much more, it's, it's, less, it's less quantity and more quality, isn't it? Yeah, so really what we if we were just to summarise what we've said, having a very, very clear picture of what the right thing to do is, that is very important. You've got to know what the right things are. And secondly, when you know what they are, you have to be unyielding in your passion for pursuing that and when things pop up that don't fit the criteria you've got to be able to say no uh give you another example when i used to be uh, in the car dealership we used to get the opportunity to buy trade-ins and people would come to our dealership and offer to sell us a mercedes-benz that we could then buy and put on our sales lot and sell when you're buying cars and it's sort of the company checkbook, it's sort of attractive to buy everything. You look at any car and you can go, oh, yeah, we could polish that up. We could change the wheels. We could run it through the workshop and sell it and we might make five or six or seven or eight or $10,000. Everything looks like you could do that. But then we had these very, very expensive accountants come into the dealership and they made us do a stock matrix and the stock matrix is another form of yes, no. The deal was they went through our last few years worth of sales. They identified the most profitable transactions and they actually made, they plotted a spreadsheet of the type of vehicles that had, that sold the fastest for the highest amount of profit. So we knew when we walked out the door to look at a car to buy, we knew if it was in the matrix or out of the matrix. And if it was on the edge, if, it, if, it, if typically it takes too long to sell or there wasn't enough profit, then it was an automatic no. Even if it was the best example of that particular model, even if it was well-priced according to other uh, versions of it in the marketplace, it was not falling within our perfect criteria. So knowing what your perfect criteria is, uh, like, you know, your perfect criteria might be goal, your perfect criteria might be the type of customer you want to deal with, the type of way you want to live your life. It doesn't really matter, but as long as you know what your perfect criteria is, it helps you recognize when something is not your perfect criteria and say no to it. And I can give you a well, classic let's, case let's... where most, most people fall over on this, uh, and that is when they accept email subscriptions for things that are not their perfect criteria because that now gives permission for those emails to come in and inundate and occupy their attention and keep them away from their perfect criteria objectives. Yep. Yeah. Well, why, why don't we just spend a bit of time, go one for one if you like, on identifying some uh, 
some some ways of coming up with the perfect criteria. Yeah, absolutely. So you start. First, first, okay, <laughs> yeah. So the first, first of all, um, clearly, um, lifestyle is 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 saying yes to this opportunity going to improve my lifestyle. Perfect. Now, on on a macro level, a lot of people say yes to taking a, a job that is not their passion. And unless they question that or recalibrate that ideal, then they're actually going to be stuck with that. They've said no to being an entrepreneur or no to a better job. Yep, okay. Uh, so another thing is... Um, is saying yes to this relationship uh, going to help me get to a better scenario? You know, because some people put up with, and I'm not just talking about life partners, I'm talking about friendships as well. And I'm also talking about client relationships. There's no reason to put up with uh, toxic partners, toxic friends, toxic family or toxic customers if you don't want to live a toxic life, you actually have to make a decision. I'm going to say no to that so that I can say yes to good relationships, good partners, uh, good customers. I want to only deal with the best customers. Mm. And that, that, to that point, choosing the people to work with or choosing the ventures to follow or the opportunities to say yes to, it, it really is worth spending a little bit of time and digging a bit below the surface to see what kind of person or opportunity that is because uh, once again I'm certainly guilty of jumping to a very quick yes before actually realising that you know what, that relationship that client, that opportunity it just doesn't fit with my my values Uh, values are a great thing if you don't know what your values are uh, stop right now and, and figure out what are those three to five, I call them actually guiding principles. What are those three to five guiding principles that you can use uh, as a filter for deciding whether an opportunity sits well with you? Um, and uh, you, you'll know what those values are. I mean, they're, they're part of you. They're, they're what guide, they, they're, they're, what, they're basically what guides every decision um, that you make. It might be... Um, it might be honesty, transparency, um, openness, quality. Um, or you don't know any any of those are values, and there's lots of them. It's it's a great exercise to do. We you know when when I used to sell cars, people would come in and happily waste your time. And when I studied, I can't remember it was either Brian Tracy or Tom Hopkins. Someone will probably correct me, but they used to have this philosophy that. Um, when somebody's, when somebody's wanting to take up your time but they have no intention to buy, they're literally reaching into your wallet and taking the cash out of your pocket. And if you permit that, then it's your responsibility. You've got to put a strong blinker on where you spend your time, what you spend it on and who you spend it with. So I think, yes, your, your guiding principles will definitely identify that for you. Absolutely. And it sounds brutal. Um, but yeah, what a great mindset to take. Where if you look at someone who's literally uh, on the car yard kicking tires, um, yeah, they're they're they uh, what do they call it? Pickpocketing. Yeah. Well, my old boss used to say they're oxygen thieves. <laughs> I've heard that one before. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's talk a bit more, James, about uh, about getting to yes, because um, you know I, I, we we know we we read what's being posted on on our Facebook page. We see the listener comments. We get a hell of a lot of email come in, uh, and for listeners, um, you know, every email we send out, um, you can hit reply, and it comes straight back to James and I. So so know that and and use it because uh, we want to hear what you're thinking. And there's no doubt, James, that our listeners are saying yes to a lot of things. They've got a lot of opportunities. I mean, if they've listened to the 18 episodes of Freedom Ocean so far, they're going to be they're going to be hit with um, the affiliate business model, um, you know, the product creation business model, the domain name business model. Um, in the future, we're going to talk about the webinar business model. Um, you know, we we're hitting them with opportunities, and and they've got to have they, they need a filter to decide which one is good for them and not just to jump at, at the next the next bright shiny object. Yeah, and luckily there's a there's a technique they can deploy that helps them with that. And this is uh, a multi-millionaire drummed this into me. He had this favorite phrase and he used to shorten it to two words, but I'll use three words here. He used to just he used to look at you and he'd say, What's the point? And he would say that. So when I listened to uh, a recent podcast, I heard a couple of guys chatting about Twitter and discussing whether it's good or bad or you know, where it's That's an excellent at. podcast. I heard that one too. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. I, what's the name? I don't know. I remember, but, you know, the, the, my old boss would have walked into the room, slammed the door open and he'd go, what's the point? He would have said, what is the point? What are you trying to achieve from this? What are, you, what are you trying to get out of this? It's yes or no. And he used to actually say to me, everything comes down to yes or no, black or white, on or off. I mean, that ultimately, and, and to emphasize this point, we had this classic scenario. Uh, some guy came in to tell us about the anti-theft device in these modern vehicles and they had these elaborate electronic rotating algorithms that changed every time you put the key in the ignition and blah, blah, blah. But you know, you know what he said? Ultimately, it's like positive and negative on the battery to the, to the starter motor. That's, that's ultimately how the thing's going to start. And if you can't figure out the electronics, uh, you could always just knock the owner over the head with a crowbar and take his keys. Like it's either yes or no. Is this car <laughs> going to start? Yes or no. And you can always find a simple solution. So... Yep. Um, if you know when you're wondering, should I be doing this or not? Just step back and ask yourself, what's the point? You know, why am I doing this? What's the point of this? What is? What am I hoping to achieve from this? And this actually really helps you. You know, you see a lot of people uh, dwell on negative things. They really uh, they get so wrought up over disputes or forum stouches or. Uh, people stealing things from you and all of this, and they carry on about it. And you have to say, well, what what is the point? What are they trying to achieve from this? And quite obviously, a lot of people have never even asked themselves that question because if they did sit and think, what's the point of this? They would come to the conclusion that it's a complete and utter waste of energy or activity to dwell on this or to, or to go beyond the point uh, you know, where the simple answer will do. It's a great question. What's the point? And, you know, 
Um, I'm just reflecting once again on uh, our listener base, James, and I know, I know for a fact that a lot of, um, of a lot of listeners of Freedom Ocean have come across from small business big marketing, which means they are currently small business owners, uh, bricks and mortar business owners who are looking for maybe a change uh, in the way they go about their work, and with that comes a mentality that you must be busy eight hours a day, right? And if that's the case, then in order to be busy eight hours a day, I need to have a number of projects on the go. And once again, I'm talking from personal experience here. It sounds a bit wacky and maybe you look at me and go, well, you know, you're a bit strange, Timbo, but, you know, you've said that before for obvious, for good reason anyway. But, you know, the thing is um, <laughs> we, we, we do, we, 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 we feel as though we need to fill every hour of the working day. We prefer not to, um, but, you know, I, I was in corporate for years and when I left corporate and started my own business and now as I head more and more into a world of internet marketing, um, I very quickly realised that it, it ain't about the number of hours you spend at your desk. Uh, it's about the quality of time that you put in to a particular project. Uh, and so saying yes to a whole lot of things in order to fill the week is not a smart, is not a smart decision. Yeah, I'm just going to step in there and say it's not even the quality of the work that you put into the project. All it comes down to is doing the right things. That's it. You could do very few of the right things, but if they are the right things, then you will get a better result than someone doing the wrong things. And like the classic example is like if we were plonked out into the desert and there was a well 100 metres from us, you could walk... 10 kilometres in the wrong direction, you're not going to get a drink from that well and I could just stroll 100 metres in the right direction to that well, get there in a fraction of the time and I'll drink while you die, unfortunately. And I'm yeah, sorry to yeah, well, such a so there you go. down metaphor. Who are you going to do the podcast yeah, not with about now? <laughs> no, I need you. You carry us. You're, you're the rock. Where's that you're well? You're the talent. You're Where's the that well? But... <laughs> The, th the thing is, it's about knowing the right thing and then just focusing on that and saying, yes, you know, I want to commit to locating that well and I want to commit to getting there effectively. I don't have to walk in any special way. I don't have to, you know, it's not an activity-based game. So the, the bottom line, what is the point of business? The point of business is to create and maintain a customer uh, so that you can make a profit. So the point, it's, it's not measured on how many hours you worked. It's not measured on uh, whether you look busy. It's measured on, you know, what energy you put into it and what result you got out of it. James, that, that, uh, I, I reckon by now uh, most of our audience will be nodding their head going, yep, I, hear the, I feel the pain, uh, I, that's, that's me, that's me, that's me they're saying. Um, so I think there's been enough problem creation um, there is a solution to this. There is a solution uh, to get. Can I give some relief? A bit of relief. I think um, this is the time. The afternoon breeze is coming through the Freedom Ocean. It was a hot morning. We got all a bit hot under the collar, but now the, 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 the afternoon breeze has come through, and there is a solution to figuring out what to say yes to and what to say no to. Uh, so, why don't we start talking about that? Yeah. Well, firstly, let's just remedy. Uh, the email thing. I know this was brought up in an early episode, but it's just such a big problem. 
And I have found a great solution to this, and this will help a lot of our listeners. In fact, what I'd like to do is I want to measure the response from this. I would like our listeners to comment in iTunes what happened after they implement my recommendation. And this is, this is based on the fact that most of our listeners use a computer and I would suggest that our listeners set their homepage to a very simple dashboard and the dashboard should be the sites that they need to visit or check, you know, whether it's once a day or once a week so that they can get off emails so that they don't have to say yes to all these little incremental attacks. If, if I know that I can go and visit my industry news site once a week, I don't need to receive the industry news email because I can just go and visit the site and catch everything in one hit. If I know that I can go and visit my shopping cart once a day, my fan page once a day, my inbox once a day, I don't even have to remember what I'm supposed to do today. I could, I could basically wake up, turn my computer on and just start clicking one link, two link, three link, four link. So this is the dashboard technique. So what we've done is we've changed from being reactive to proactive. So that's us saying, I am definitely going to say yes to these things so that I can say no to a hundred other things. And, and and just on that, just on the dashboard, um, there is a bit of software like Chrome and Firefox have one of the plugins that allows you to have a have a dashboard on your homepage. Correct? Correct. Chrome does it automatically, I think. Yeah, it does. And uh, it shows you the most recent visit or the most visited. I think Safari has it for Macs. There are uh, programs like Speed Dial that will actually show Speed you dial, the thumbnails of the sites yep. you visit. Uh, so there's definitely software. I actually went one step further and I actually uh, had my designer make pretty little buttons for all of our sites with my own logos on them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just so simple. It's the start page. But the best thing is I can use it from any computer in the world. I've put it online. I've loaded it up to the back of one of my own websites so that I can just log on to it and click on the button. Now, the classic case of where people get overwhelmed is when they're using services like Facebook because what a lot of people do, they go and set their account to notify them when someone makes a comment or notify them when they are tagged in a picture and, of course, they get an email bad and what move, happens when bad, they get the email? They click on the link and the next thing you know, they've spent three hours in Facebook, got nothing done and the world sucks and the government's you know, ripping us off and <laughs> tax is too much of a problem. The economy's down and I can't make any money and my life sucks. So turn off the notifications and you go there on your own terms. So I do that with forums. I do it with social media. I have a, just a clickable link on my dashboard and I click on the link when I'm ready. That's why you can still be there. You can still be up to date, but I get very few emails coming in. This first step is a powerful time saver and I would love people to go and comment and say, I'm using a dashboard or the dashboard idea really helped me organise my time. I'm now saying no to more things and the things that I'm saying yes to are far more fruitful. Yep. That's a good, that's a very good, that's almost, um, it, it's about getting the room ready to then decide what to say yes to, correct? 
Well, yeah, you're just clearing all the noise and clearing stuff. the table. Because you see, we've already said we've already said yes to so many things that we we're not even in a position where we can ask what's the point or what should we be doing because we're just overwhelmed and we're, we're absolutely numbed and paralysed by the activity. So what I'm suggesting is before we have the yes, no filter in full force, we've got to go and go no, 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 delete, 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 eliminate, 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 remove. I removed 168 gigabytes from my laptop last week. 168 gigabytes. I thought you looked a bit lighter. I just hide- Around the chin. I Yes. Yeah, well, basically, I'm eliminating and deleting and removing as many things as I can, and I'm and I'm consolidating and refining my systems always into having the least amount of elements. I have the least extensions on my Firefox or my my Chrome browser than anyone I know. Uh, I have, you know, I've got one application that I use to keep notes across all my devices. Like I'm trying to have less, so. Don't be conned into all this BS about you need this app and that app and this oh, software yeah. and that. You don't actually. Can, can I just add to more. that? You, you just sparked another thought, James, In uh, and I'll, I'll go back to problem the problem creation here before we get back into the solution. But saying yes to anything leaves it unfinished in your mind, particularly if you don't finish it. So uh, you, you and I the, the, this afternoon were talking about, you know, even the simplest thing like going and buying another domain name. You might go and buy another domain name and you think, oh, well, that's done, $9.99, it's locked away, it's in my account for another year until I have to roll it over. But you know what? It's in your subconscious and your subconscious is, is quietly tapping away at you saying, what are you going to do with that domain? Are you going to develop it? What are you going to put on it? Yep. You're going to get some hosting for it? That's right. Uh, w- w- and, and it's all these things, the domain name or that audio book that you've bought or or that uh, that new client that you think you might have a crack at or uh, that internet marketing business model that you think, oh, look, I'll just open up. The, I'll become an affiliate for that product. And then you do, you become the affiliate and that link sits there. And once again, you think, well, the job's done. Well, the job's not done. You either need to activate that and start selling or completely get rid of it and move on and decide what it is that you're going to focus your attention on. So getting back into solution mode, um, it's just, I think it's worth really recognising the weight that, that those simple little actions put on you. And over time, all those simple little actions add up to a lot of weight, unnecessary weight. So let's get back into solution. And we should have known it. We should have known in the beginning, when I became an affiliate marketer, affiliate programs were free and I signed up for everything. Today, I listed on my whiteboard as part of my planning. You know, I've got a lot of websites now and I've got the opportunity to promote products, but I actually want to reduce down to the minimum number of affiliate networks that I can because, you know, it takes a lot of bandwidth to log into CJ, ClickBank, ShareASale, Nanocast, mm. um, you know, all these different marketplaces, not to mention individual affiliate programs because, you know, to join up all these individual products, you've got to, you know, not just the internet marketing space, but if you want to, you want to sell shoes, you might be doing it through, uh, you know, Zappos, you, you might have Amazon affiliates. Yep. There's all these different things. So every time you say yes to something, even if it's free, it's taking a slot up in your head. You're using up bandwidth. So try and actually make a decision. So today, I nearly registered a domain name, but I didn't because 
over the last few weeks, I've tipped 400 extra websites into my team's action items. And I'm now paying the price for the ambition and uh, the opportunities I was pursuing two yep. or three years ago. Yep. Um, in some cases, I'm rolling around websites. Some of these websites have 2,500 pages on them now and we've got to go in and clean them up and update them and, and reformat the template and put new content on them and, and uh, add analytics and, and do all the stuff. It's a full-time job for uh, a small army of people. So when I said yes to that domain, I actually said yes to being committed to actually having mm. to do something with this or you admit defeat and say, I didn't really realize the point of this. I shouldn't have done it. I'm just better just, just to turn it off, delete it and remove it from the system. So for many, Absolutely. many listeners, and, and, that will be step one. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, um, I know this is not a domain-focused episode, but, you know, it, it, it provides good examples. And I, I own a lot of domains just like you do. And I, I went in about six weeks ago, and instead of having them um, roll over automatically each each year or every two years, I've actually set it to manual so that I get the email and it says, do you want to roll it over? And it just gives me the opportunity to make that decision there and then to get rid of the ones. In fact, I got rid of a whole lot of ones that I didn't want anyway. And um, just so that, you know, uh, I'm lightening the load. So let's let's focus on the solution and let's get back to the fact that we've got this dashboard, we've cleared our desk, we've unsubscribed for, to a whole lot of stuff that's just taking up bandwidth and now it's time to get focus on the, that one thing, that one thing that's really, really going to help us... Um, answer the question, what's the point, help us meet our lifestyle objectives, our income objectives, whatever it may be. And um, there's real beauty in the number one, isn't there, James? There is. Well, one is a scary as hell number for a business owner, but, <laughs> but having, a, uh, having a singular purpose, I think, if that's what you mean, yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, Correct. Tomorrow is burger at the cafe day for me. That's, uh, that's where I take my wife. We go down to the beach. We get a burger and a coffee. To get there, we're going to drive. And it occurs to me, like, I know the destination. I know the point. The point is i got to eat. It's lunch. It's a nice outing. I get to have a little business brainstorm with the co-director of the empire. Uh, to get there, we're going to have to navigate the right path. But all the way there, I will be making tiny little adjustments to the steering wheel the whole way. If I don't, I'll probably run off the road. Mm -hmm. So the next step is to get the good habit as to the yes-nos. Once you lock in the coordinates, once you know where you're going, then it should be just habit. Anything that gets that crops in the way of it will be pushed aside. You know, If I know that's where I'm going and this is what I'm doing now, if someone rolls up to the front door and said, oh, look, you know... Uh, could we come and quote you to replace all your light bulbs to energy efficient bulbs? I know, hang on, I've got to eat, I'm hungry, I'm going to get my burger. I say, buddy, that's awesome. When's a good time for you to come back? Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to let that distract me from my true purpose. So the habit, it's mm -hmm. got to be a reflex reaction now. Does that fit my purpose? Does this fit the point? No. Uh, so sorry, now let's reschedule. Would you like me to refer you to my next door neighbour? He's very energy conscious. <laughs> so find an alternative path for for the uh, the things. If you can monetize your nose, that is even better. I used to deal with uh, clients 
one-on-one and I don't do that anymore. But now what I do when I get, I invariably get a lot of people coming to me asking for coaching or mentoring or support or whatever. So what I do is I recommend them to someone else and I'll sometimes negotiate a small referral fee and I'll disclose that. But at least that allows me to monetize my nose. So now I actually don't mind the nose coming because I can make money from nose and I can make money from yeses. Mm-hmm. And that fits my point. And my, my point is to try and um, utilize opportunities but not have to be actively involved in them. So just a quick recap. I think it's worth recapping. Firstly, identify that you've probably accepted too many things than you need right now. So start saying no to some of the decisions that you've already accepted. And you can do that with unsubscribes, back off communications with deadbeats, go into your social media and turn off all those notifications, set yourself up a dashboard. So these are all positive improvements. Sit down and whiteboard or brainstorm what it is that you're trying to do. What is the point? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build a business? Are you trying to um, build a business that you can sell? Are you trying to um, start a new division. What is it that you're trying to do? And anything that falls outside that, be prepared to say no. And if you possibly have an alternative plan for them or some way to monetize it, fantastic. You know, that's like uh, those racing cars. When they put the brakes on, it recharges the uh, the engine, the electricity, so that it can yeah. boost them in the straights. You know, that's that's a classic case of monetizing the no. So, once you've, once you've identified what you've got to say no to, once you know your path and once you have that reflex reaction of no, basically for most people it's as simple as turning your default setting from yes to your default setting to no unless you've got a very good reason to turn it into a yes. Just flicking that switch could be the answer. And, and it also may be that you, it's, it's not about saying no to things that are coming now and into the future, but there will be things that you have on your plate now that you may just have to say, you know, no to. Uh, existing client relationships or existing projects that you've got on, uh, existing business models that you're trying to make work, that you've put a lot of time into and you think, oh, you, oh my God, how can I possibly say no to that now when I've already invested X dollars and X hours um, into it? But you know what? You know, don't look at it in the short term. Look at it in the much broader broader picture, much longer term, and knowing that saying no now will actually create a lot of freedom for you in the, in the, in the months to come. That's right. I mean, walking in the wrong direction to the watering hole is not going to get easier down the track. If you are going the wrong direction, if you are, uh, if you are bleeding, uh, if you're burning cash in your business because you've chosen the wrong path, if you haven't got the right customers, you're better to cut your losses early and get back on track quickly. So this is probably going to be one of the most brutal episodes for some of our listeners, but it's also the plain honest truth that a lot of people are doing the wrong things because they never really thought about what the right thing would be. And now that you think about the right thing, make it a reflex reaction to default to the right thing all things being equal, and and make it easy to turn off. Now, there's a technique you can use if you need to push things aside. Uh, you don't have to say no like that. You could say, I'd, I'd rather look at that down the track. Let's relook at that in November or December or whatever. Uh, you know, you don't actually have to give a reason why and you shouldn't feel guilty. It's your life. You can invest it any way you want. So don't feel as though you need to be a doormat for other people. Because if you don't have strong plans for yourself, if you don't know what you want to get, then chances are 
you will fall into somebody else's plans and guess what? They don't have much planned for you. <laughs> Nicely put. Now, James, um, there's a wonderful book that uh, you've put me on to which um, talks about this concept uh, in, 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 in a, it tells a story. It shares a story uh, and you're holding it up to me right now. It's called Built to Sell. Uh, and it's by a fellow called John Warillo. And I've got to say, uh, it's one of the great books. And it could have been written about you and I. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. You were reading a page out of it to me uh, today. And I was just laughing, thinking, are you actually reading out of a book? Or are you actually just making this up and telling a story about you and I? But it's, it's a brilliant book. Um, the subtitle of the book, it's called Built to Sell. And it talks about creating a business that can thrive without you. Um, and in order to do that, um, it takes you on a journey of these two fellas. And um, it talks a lot about this concept of what to say yes to and what to say no to. And there's a lot, there's a lot of brutality in there. You know, this guy, it's based on this guy, I think his name's Alex, who runs an advertising agency and um, is basically saying yes to everything um, but it's causing him a lot of pain and he finds a mentor and um, and learns to say no to a lot of things and in the end builds a pretty healthy little business. So we'll put a link in the show notes to, to that book, Built to Sell, um, because I think it's absolutely... Uh, it's absolutely worth understanding this principle uh, at quite a deep level. And the reason it connected is because uh, when, when we've actually sat down, when you've come and visited the lab and we've talked about your uh, exploding internet marketing business because this is all quite a wild world, what did we do? We actually wrote up on a whiteboard. Step one was what does Tim like to do? What can Tim make good money from? And what does Tim spend his time on? We factored all of those things in and then the next whiteboard we ruled up was yes and no. And I was rather insistent when we put the things on the yes board and then we put the things on the no board and and we did some uh, role plays. Remember? If someone asks us to do this, what should we do? We say no. And if someone asks us to do this, what should we do? We say yes. It, just by changing in the mix, by dialing in the correct ratio of yes and no, you will find your passion improves, your profit improves, and the, the, the way that you invest your time uh, will be far more enriching. And I think it was L.I. Goldratt that said... To, to, to be so literal about it, ha have a whiteboard with yes and no. Have, have, you, have your scoreboard up on, up on the whiteboard with a column that says yes and has the things that you're going to say yes to and then have in the other column the things you're going to say no to so that when the email comes in or when the phone rings or when someone taps you on the shoulder with the next big thing, you just look at that whiteboard and say, you know what, it's in the no column. Or it's in the yes column, and 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 just and tell people. Yep, yep, yeah. Tell them. I had yeah, someone like, ring me during. Look, go on, go on. You go. Had, had someone ring me during the week, and they said, "I know you don't like to speak at multi-speaker platform events. Uh, would you like to speak at the Richard Branson event?" And so, even the pre the the you know the preceding part of that conversation was, "I know you don't like to speak at multi-speaker events." So. They actually know my yes/no list, so it does a lot of filtering, and you shouldn't underestimate that because people won't even bring you opportunities or disguised opportunities if they know for a fact that's not your thing. But they will certainly look out for things that they know are your thing. 
And, and that's exactly, that's, that's a, a great point that you make and that is reiterated in this book, Built to Sell, which is by saying no to people, you are actually flagging to them what you say yes to. And if they, the more clarity they can get around what it is that you say yes to, the more likelihood they are of going to push business your way. Yep. And also, I want to thank Mike Rhodes for putting me onto that book because he said that I would like that book and I do like that book because it's exactly how I built one of my businesses. It's almost copybook, so he must have known that I'd get a chuckle from that. I was going to say what L.A. Goldratt said. He don't, well, good don't on you, Mike Rhodes, because he's a very good fellow. He's, he's not a bad guy. Uh, L.A. Goldratt said, uh, don't wish for an easy life, rich, uh, uh, wish for a rich and full life. So we're not saying that everything's going to be magically easy, but we are saying if you spend time on the things you've said yes to, but the things that you said yes to are the right things, you will kick some butt. That's really a thing. And we'll know because we will read the comments in iTunes and on the Like Freedom Ocean uh, fan page on Facebook. Uh, love, love to get a bit of a dis- discussion going on episode... Uh, is this going to be episode, episode 18? 18? Now, James, we've almost been up. going... <laughs> we are growing up. We, we're, uh, we're legal now and uh, we can go, go out and um, do things that we couldn't have done uh, when we were just episode 17. But, hey, mate, it's, we're nearly on the hour. Um, as this episode goes out, uh, you and I have both got some pretty exciting projects uh, that we're about to launch to the public. Uh, this, this episode goes out next Monday. Really, uh, days and times don't mean a lot in the world of podcasting. Uh, we like to create evergreen information, correct, James? However, you and I do have some exciting things uh, coming out in the next few weeks. So uh, uh, I don't know how much you want to reveal, but it is absolutely worthwhile going to freedomocean.com to the listeners that haven't done that and signing up because you will actually be the first to find out about anything we release uh, and anything we come across that we think is worth sharing. Plus, you get the episode sent to you each time we put one out with a free copy of the transcripts. But we have got some exciting stuff coming up, James. Do you want to just touch on it? Yep. What we're doing is we're collating some of our best business ideas and we're turning them into interactive events that people can be involved with and learn at the front line. Now, this round, it will be uh, my my event in uh, Queensland it, and I also have a couple of um, masterclasses coming in different topics and you've got a masterclass coming, Tim. I have, mate, and uh, I'm incredibly excited about this. This will actually be the first time uh, uh, I put it out there publicly, uh, and by next week it'll it'll be right out there. But it's a masterclass. It's called it's called the Marketing Masterclass, and it's basically taking the best of the information um, I've accumulated over 20 years in the marketing business um, and bringing together some really, really intelligent marketers uh, who know a lot more than me in particular aspects of small business marketing and putting together, it'll be around an eight-week webinar series. And um, I I honestly think due to the calibre of both the topics we're going to cover and the calibre of people that are going to join me on the webinar, it'll be one of the better marketing educationals going around 
for a long time. Uh, it's ideal for the, the, the small business owner, the medium-sized business owner who really wants to explore um, what I call the brave new world of marketing. So it's not an internet marketing webinar series. That's your domain. This is a marketing webinar series where you're going to learn, uh, whoever comes along and joins me on the, on the journey, uh, they're going to learn a lot of really, um, what I, as I said, the brave new world of marketing. And that'll be launched next week. Pushing new frontiers. I like it. I love to see that growth. And you said yes to that because it ticks the boxes, doesn't it? It's your interest. It ticks the passion box. It ticks the fact that I love to share knowledge. I think if I was born again, I'd probably be be a teacher. I I just love sharing knowledge and sharing it in a way that can be applied in a really practical way. Um, And it ticks the other box of um, the way I like to deliver it. And it also makes really good use of the fact that I do make a point of surrounding myself with good people because, um, you know, I don't know everything. None of us knows everything, uh, but you can surround yourself with good people um, and combined we can share a whole lot of great knowledge. So uh, it ticks a lot of boxes, James. Yep, because you said yes to the resources that are just abundant in your world. It's having You've, you've accepted good relationships and communications and now you're able to take that to the market in a leveraged way i love it from the the way you've put it together it's been fun discussing that i'm sure it's going to be awesome it will be mate and um uh how how far away is fast web formula three from um seeing the light of day that's in october 2011. Yeah, better get an invitation out. <laughs> you better, mate. <laughs> That'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. So um, we, we must remind listeners, we did say um, be brutal about who you delete from your inbox. Um, I'll leave it at that, hey? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it should be obvious. Correct, correct. Hey, mate, that's brilliant. We're uh, we're about on the hour. So um, that's been another jam-packed episode, James. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, swimming around the ocean with you. Uh, the odd, um, the odd jet ski went past without a driver, uh, and those lady surfers. Well, aren't they just tremendous? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, they are. God bless them. All right, mate. Well, until episode nineteen, when we'll even be bigger than we are now. Thanks for thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing and thanks, listeners. And uh, we'll see you in the ocean. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 